The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Episode 332 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired from practice. Our topic today is life recovery, the Bible and spirituality. Now, I'm going to introduce the topic with a medical question. For serious mental and physical illnesses and severe disabilities which are medically incurable, what is recovery? And is it, is it even possible? Well, the Schizophrenia Society of Canada says that recovery from mental illness is possible but it takes the support of a caring community. What recovery from serious mental and physical illnesses and severe disabilities actually means is living a fulfilling life despite the challenges created for individuals and their family caregivers. And for recovery, caring communities that offer hope and helpfulness to individuals and their family caregivers even when everything seems hopeless, are those that embrace spirituality, which is why our topic, Life Recovery, the Bible and Spirituality, is so important to family caregivers and their family members. To discuss it, our guests are Scott Duncan and Steve Arterburn. Scott and Julia Duncan founded Sharing the Burden, which operates a 12-step program for all members of troubled families. In June 2012, they lost their son, Sean, to an overdose of a powerful, pain-relieving medication. Sean, with his 20-year history of addiction, and Scott, his father, both participated in 12-step recovery for almost all the 20 years. Scott thanks God that Sean led him, his dad, to 12-step recovery. Scott says that traveling the pain of Sean's addiction and my co-addiction as a team has been the highlight of my life. He adds that the future of our fellowship will be Sean's legacy. Now, Steve is the founder and chairman of New Life Ministries and host of the number one nationally syndicated Christian counseling show, New Life Live, broadcast by nearly 200 radio stations nationwide. He's host of New Life TV, which is dedicated to transforming lives through God's truth. He's founder of Women of Faith conferences attended by over 4 million people. 
He serves as a teaching pastor at Heartland Church in Indianapolis, Indiana. He's a best-selling author of books such as The Book of Life Recovery. He's won three gold medallions for writing excellence. And with Dave Stoop, he produced the Life Recovery Bible. His ministry focuses on identifying and compassionately responding to the needs of those seeking healing and restoration through God's truth. So welcome to the show, Scott and Steve. Thank you. you. It's great to be with you. Great. Scott, Scott, first question for you. Please tell us about your personal religion and how you became engaged with it. Scott? Well, first of all, uh, I'm a Christian uh, to begin with, and uh, when that started out uh, back in 1948 when I was born, uh, that simply meant uh, bringing Scott uh, down to uh, the local United Church and a little bit of a sprinkle, and uh, Scott became Ralph Scott Duncan and uh, probably didn't attend church 10 times for the next uh, 25, 30 years. when my uh, faith came to light was uh, back in the, when I was in my 40s, actually, uh, some 22 years ago, um, I was uh, at a low ebb in life, um, a low ebb in that uh, health was not very good. Uh, I uh, saw bankruptcy as an imminent uh, possibility, uh, a definite possibility, actually, and uh there were many complications, marriage and uh, you name it. Uh, anyway, in uh, desperation, I reached out, ended up in one of these uh, network marketing organizations, uh, was a challenge to uh, go to a uh, large convention. I, so part of the challenge was, uh, Scott, you must attend the Sunday service. And uh and uh, I agreed and uh, went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and enjoyed the weekend fully. And Sunday morning, I was at a service uh, where an, uh, an invitation to uh, for anyone who felt the tug in their heart uh, to start a relationship with God, anyone who felt that might want to come forward and uh, be prayed over and say some prayers and start a new relationship with God. Well, uh, I'll tell you, in my heart, things changed, but... Uh, Uh, I was not courageous at that time and did not go forward. However, at the end of that uh, meeting, at the end of that conference, uh, I knew the next one was in Dallas, Texas, uh, three months hence, and and I knew I'd be there. And, of course, I'd bring all my friends, and we'd all become converted. We'd all go forward at the same time, and uh, family, friends, and all, and uh, profess our newly found uh, Christianity. Uh, That, of course, didn't happen, but uh, that was it. The rest is history, so to speak. Steve, please tell us about your personal religion and how you became engaged with it. Steve? Well, um, I was raised in a a Christian home in that they went to a Baptist church. Uh, It was, uh, you'd have to say, a very disconnected and dysfunctional family, and uh, I never really felt like I belonged to the family, and so I uh, belonged more to my girlfriend's family, but of course I didn't belong to them. I wasn't part of their family. I was just a guest, so um, I I really didn't feel 
uh, like I belonged and uh, searched for that belonging and um, eventually uh, came to realize that um, God had been searching for me and that I had all along belonged uh, to Him. And uh, so I uh, really came to understand that there was nothing that I could do to earn heaven and that uh, Jesus uh, did pay a price. He really was a real person, died on the cross, was crucified, and rose from the dead, and I accepted him uh, as the way uh, to heaven. What I didn't accept was uh, so-called Christians holding up signs saying who they hated and all of the things that you saw in the media um, and so I started a ministry where, um, I, I, I mean, I, I just received a letter saying, you know, your ministry, more than anything, is about acceptance and not judgment. And so um, it's been a lifelong journey of growing closer to the Lord, um, but I, I am a Christian who believes that Christ is the answer for today and for eternity. Right. Now, Scott, I just want you to tell us briefly about your work and how you use Internet communications as part of your work. Scott? Yeah, my work uh, mainly revolves around the uh, the fellowship, sharing the burden, uh, the expansion of same and uh, efforts to uh, get the word out wherever and whenever I can. Uh, in terms of using the Internet, uh, we've only just begun to uh, even scratch the surface as to what can be done with the internet. Uh, so far it's been a, a method of uh, staying in touch with everybody who's ever been through our fellowship, uh, you know, a couple hundred people. And uh, But the potential, uh, the potential members that I can connect with through the various uh, social media is, is exponential. It's just limitless. So. Social media takes uh, sharing the burden to all continents. Even now, the uh, the potential connectedness uh, with uh, different pastors throughout the world is uh, unbelievable. As, as I try to uh, convince each uh, pastor I get a chance to say hello to uh, that they really need this safe sort of uh, sharing atmosphere that uh, sharing the burden programs provide, uh, regardless of uh, how well their church is doing, I, I get to talk to just people throughout the world. So it's, uh, it's a wonderful, uh, my dream is being realized uh, simply now by holding regular 12-step meetings that revolve around the co-edition of the Life Recovery Bible and its, uh, and its daily devotionals. Those Two instruments are uh, are what makes us click, and and it's working beautifully. So the, the life recovery Bible system and sharing the burden are the right way to live, as far as I'm concerned. Right now, Steve, please tell us about your work. Now you use the internet communication in a very impressive way, but please tell us what you're actually using internet communications for, by way of engaging the people who you're working with, Steve. Okay, we've, um, of course, we have a website, newlife.com, and uh, through that website, we uh, present the different workshops that we do, and uh, we also um, 
answer people's questions if they want uh, to write in a question for us. Um, so we we have a, a home page like many people do on a typical um, website. We also, um, our television show, you can, I mean our radio show, you can see it on our website if you want to uh, see it and not just hear it on radio. Of course, we're on the Internet um, all over the world with our radio program. We get phone calls from uh, tons of different countries. We use Facebook. We send out uh, daily devotional, and then we'll send out different clips that we do. Uh, we have a mass emailing that we often do to uh, 80,000 uh, people, and uh, we have a brand new project, which is called New Life Television. It's at tv.newlife.com, and it's uh, part of an Internet network of television, and um, we, we are the pioneers in that. Um, we're the first people that were chosen uh, to be part of the programming, and then we also do what's called Google Hangouts. We will uh, pull up some folks and uh, just simply uh, communicate with them and hang out with them uh, by Skype uh, using the Google Hangout uh, method. So we, we use it to get close uh, to our uh, listeners. We think that uh, we, you know, our value is the uh, amount of connection that we have uh, to our listeners, and so we go to a lot of trouble uh, to connect with them. Right. Very powerful. Very, very powerful communications. Now, it's time for us to take the break, so we'll do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Scott Duncan and Steve Arterburn. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and SharingTheBurden.ca. Please stay with us. We'll be back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite. I'm Scott Duncan and Steve Arterburn. Our topic is Life Recovery, the Bible and Spirituality. Now, let's talk about life recovery and what it means for you, for you both and for the people you serve in your work. Starting with Scott, what for you personally does life recovery mean? Scott? I think if I were to summarize it, uh, I would have to say a, a purposefulness uh, that grows and keeps on growing. Um, from a Christian perspective, I, I believe recovery from the fall of mankind is uh, is the best description. Um, I think the best way I can explain life recovery is to talk around the uh, survival of the experience of losing my son, Sean. Um, I was, by being able to not only um, withstand that, but to be able to stand tall and to uh, speak of uh, co-recovery and of the tremendous times that we had had in the 20 years of on-off recovery that he had, uh, that there was nothing in this, on this earth that I would change for it. Uh, so, so life recovery is getting over things like that, uh, hopefully for many not so drastic. It's about... Uh, Surviving this world with its uh, fallen nature and in uh, and, and keeping above it and living again with the uh, that deep seated peace that only God can provide uh, throughout the tough stuff. Uh, sharing my life of co of co recovery, as I call it, uh, I believe in family recovery, not just uh, one person. I uh, I do a bit of a prison fellowship where uh, we. We ask the fellows to make sure that the people at home know that there's recovery from how they feel about them being in jail and that that same recovery can come from the same 12 steps, this same life recovery system. So uh, Sean's life experience from tragedy to legacy is possible. Sharing the burden in God's presence is life recovery for me. Thanks, Gordon. Steve, same question. What for you personally does life recovery mean? Steve? Well, well, I think Scott has said it uh, so well. And, um, you know, we all um, are in a recovery process uh, from something, whether or not uh, we know it. And, uh, but we are recovering from something. We might be failing at the recovery from something, but everybody does have uh, something. And um, I just find that recovery is uh, kind of an all-inclusive life plan that, you know, goes from uh, surrendering uh, to the God of the universe to um, making amends and making restitution for uh, the 
things I've done, the people I've hurt, um, to growing and uh, accepting responsibility for my life, and and more than anything, going from this purposeless avoidance of pain and suffering to be willing to experience pain and suffering if it can help another person. And um, I, I think that's really the ultimate recovery is where um, maybe I don't eat as much so that others at some place could eat something. And um, I, I just think that when we move into uh, generosity of our time and our money and our efforts, um, that we are truly maybe for the first time experiencing the life that God had intended for us, and uh, that that's what I want to be a part of. Right. Now, back to Scott. What does life recovery mean for the people you serve in your work? Scott? Well, life recovery, number one, for the members of both my family and, uh, and the fellowship, uh, is able to supply almost instant hope. And uh, anyone who's been around... The twelve step rooms for any length of time uh, has seen how how quickly a person can come in and find hope and uh, without hope there's nothing and uh, and, and I see it instantly thousands of times um, you know not not cures we're not talking here we're just talking uh, hope somebody has been wounded worse than I am. Uh, wounded today, and here they are laughing and having a good time, there is hope. Um, I see uh, functionality return to uh, to people who follow the program, follow this simple way of living the 12 steps. Um, when we take that, that life recovery Bible, as I keep saying, and, and the daily devotional and uh, See, again, throughout our fellowship, we we work one of these steps every month. We focus on that step for the entire month, and there's plenty to learn in each of them. And uh, that consistency gives us strength, and uh, that's what we're trying to spread out uh, everywhere and to all different parts of the world. Um, it saves relationships, uh, provides that peace of mind that only God can provide. These These steps are... Are godly, godly put together. No matter how we want to look at it, and uh, Steve would be the best man to explain that to you. But uh, beautiful program. It, it causes people to live in the moment again, to uh, to take care of business. I mean, we we have a step that says we uh, we look at ourselves regularly and uh, promptly admit any uh, mistakes we've made and, and and correct them. This keeps us living in the moment, and that. That today is so important. Uh, regular sharing of feelings uh, allows the spiritual growth for uh, for families and allows families to survive. So I think uh, survival of the family uh, requires a consistency, and this simple 12-step program has that focus, and uh, I love it. Right. Thanks. Now, Steve, same question. What does life recovery mean for the people you serve in your work? Steve? 
Well, um, one of the things that, or one of the areas where we use the 12 steps and recovery is uh, with the men that go through our Every Man's Battle workshop. Uh, we've had 11,000 men uh, come through the workshop, and um, when they leave, they they continue on with the Life Recovery Bible and, and the Book of Life Recovery, and um, and so their their experience, so to speak, is just uh, starting. And um, you know, we we really believe that people need a path, and that, that when you when you read the history of AA, um, I have a transcript of the last um, speech that was ever given uh, by Dr. Bob, who. Um, you know, was one of the co-founders of of AA with uh, Bill Wilson, and you know he says we got them from the Good Book, and he said we specifically um, got them from the books of the Book of James, uh, the Love Chapter, First Corinthians thirteen, and from uh, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. If you if you look at the steps and you know anything about the book of James, you can see um, just what kind of influence the Bible has on it. And I just think it's a path of living. I mean, um, making restitution. Who makes restitution unless they're in recovery? And yet, uh, at a point in my life, I made uh, restitution for the things that I had done and uh, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Uh, I remember um, I had stolen some clothing from a, a person about $1,000 worth in college. And uh, I thought, well, you know, that's no big deal. Uh, and, and then, you know, 20 years later, I have to ask myself the question, well, if it's no big deal, why are you still thinking about it? So I calculated the uh, the interest rate, and you know, this was back when uh, home mortgages were eighteen percent. And I calculated that that one thousand, if he had invested it, was six thousand. So I called up, and I I got the name of the store, and uh, I mean, I got the name the number of, of the store, and he was still uh, alive, and and so I wrote him a letter, and I included a check. For six thousand dollars, which is what I felt like what I'd stolen was worth, and um, of course, in the letter to him, I kind of hinted that if he wanted to tear it up, <laughs> uh, it'd be all right. But anyway, um, I I I got a letter back about a week later, and it was from this man, Alf Robinson, and he said, you know, when you run something. When you own something, uh, everybody wants something from you. And he said, I was just about to give up on humanity, and here came your letter with this check wanting to give back to me because you had taken it, and it has changed my life completely, and I can't thank you enough for doing the right thing. So I think a lot of people have uh, stories of restitution like that where, um, you know, if they don't work the 12 steps, 
then their their Christianity is simply going to church and trying to be a good person and and uh, being nice to people. And uh, my because of the twelve steps, uh, it goes much farther than that for me. That's the life recovery. Now, it's time to take the break once more, so we'll do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Adley. My guests are Scott Duncan and Steve Arterburn. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We will be back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat, Jr., President and CEO of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on Earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs. And now, we have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. This problem continues to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, and through our children. Get the answers from The Mickey Ellison Show, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Scott Duncan and Steve Arterburn. Our topic is Life Recovery the Bible and spirituality. Now, both of you, let's talk about the Bible, biblical, spiritual wisdom and spirituality and what these mean for you both and for others. So, Steve, starting with you, what for you personally does the Bible and spirit spirituality actually mean? Scott, Steve? Well, what does the Bible mean? The Bible... Um, is God's Word. And in my life, I have never uh, found it to be wrong. And every time I've gotten myself in big trouble, it's because I have wandered from the teachings of Scripture. Now, spirituality is is something different. Um, my spirituality is, is really everything that I am. I, I I'm a teacher. I'm a preacher. Um, I am a 
liver before my children, um, you know, it, this, the spiritual leadership that I give is to be the first one up in the morning to pray, uh, the first one uh, to read the Bible, the first one to say that I'm sorry and ask for forgiveness, um, you know, the first one to to do the dishes, all of that is what I think my spirituality is all about in front of my uh, wife, children, and the organization that I have. I don't think it's just uh, taking time to, uh, you know, m- uh, hum something or or uh, meditate. It, it's that. It, is, it does include meditation. But spirituality really, I think, is the practical implementation of the truth and wisdom uh, that I incorporate into my life. Right. Scott, same question. What for you personally does biblical spiritual wisdom and the 12 steps to freedom actually mean? For you personally, Scott? Well, number one, I have to uh, agree with the first words that uh, came from Steve there, that the Bible is is God's Word uh, to me. And um, that means a lot more than uh, just something inspired by God or of God. To me, it means that uh, when I'm in that book, when I'm in the Bible, when I'm reading, studying, uh, I'm, I'm receiving things from and I've learned over the years how to listen to God, and uh, this is a real key aspect of, of the faith as far as I'm concerned. Uh, God's Word speaks to those who listen, and uh, if I start my day in God's Word in the Bible, um, and I commit my day, which I try to do most days, and uh, but I must admit, I, I miss, and uh, the days I miss, I second-guess the results, and, and it's inevitable, it happens every time, and yet I still do it. Um, but when I listen, and when I write, and when I refer to uh, something that I call two-way prayer, uh, simply meaning that I've learned how to listen to God and to, uh, and to write uh, what comes to me, these are answers. When I'm in God's Word and, uh, and in prayer and, uh, and I'm hearing and experiencing these, these uh, things I hear and experience are, are of God, and I record them, and they're, and they're important. Um, when I do that, my day will succeed. The results are okay. Um, sharing the burden works a, a step per month, as I said uh, earlier, in depth and takes the step and moves on to the next. It, it's very simple. But living the 12 steps through the life recovery system provides emotional and spiritual freedom. Um, I've referred earlier to uh, staying in the moment as being a, a key to uh, not only to survival, but to uh, being able to put up with what goes on in this world. Um, I honestly believe that if you consistently work these 12 steps, uh, as we do, um, you will have spiritual and uh, emotional freedom. And uh, that's what I mean by the 12 steps to freedom. Right. Now, Steve, let's take a situation where... There are people whose religions differ from yours or people for whom the Bible is not part of their lives. For those people, 
Can spirituality provide some common ground with you? Steve? Well, I talk with people um, all the time um, that don't believe the way I do, and uh, they have a spiritual life that's different uh, than mine. But the, um, the principles of recovery apply to everybody. I mean, no one in any religion uh, would ever say, well, now that, that doesn't work for us. Um, because all of the 12 steps work for everybody, uh, whether they're atheist, agnostic, or um, Jewish, or um, they they're just don't know what they are. But they work, and so uh, that's why it's exciting to be part of a, a recovery movement with Christian principles, because many people, um, they get into the steps, and then they see that, well, they're not just pointing uh, toward a superficial uh, God or uh, something that is uh, that their grandparents worship. But they discover, hey, this is real, and uh, Christ is a is a real uh, savior, and they want to get to know Him, and so uh, they go from you know having a higher power uh, to the higher power, and um, I guess I get more excited about those folks. Uh, than I do the Christians that recover. I I want to reach out to everybody, and it's just hard to work through the steps and not see uh, the multi-generational wisdom and knowledge that's there and not uh, respect it and want to live uh, closely to it and even to the extent of discovering the author uh, of the Bible that the steps were based on. Right. Now, Scott, similar question. For people who have no religion or for whom the Bible is not part of their lives, what can biblical spiritual wisdom and the 12 steps to freedom mean? Scott? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of that has been answered in that work for anyone. Um, anyone, for instance, can be in a position where they realize that uh, whatever their burden or addiction happens to be, uh, it's taken, taken them to a place where life is unmanageable. Uh, and that's, that's the, uh, the first step in, the, in, the, in a sense. Um, the 12 steps work for absolutely anybody. Um, we don't consider ourselves uh, in in the fellowship and in sharing the burden as religious, uh, although we claim that our program is a spiritual program, and of course uh, those of us who are Christians uh, follow uh, the one true God who we believe is the one true God, of course, uh, who is Jesus Christ. Um, others, however, uh, we, have, we have a statement that we uh, make at the part of the preamble of our program, and, and such that um, you are welcome uh, regardless of your religious affiliation or none. Um, 
Now, we do a little bit of praying uh, in the beginning and the ending of our meetings, uh, a little more than most 12-step programs do, and uh, but they're welcome to be part of or not part of that. Um, but what I've seen, regardless of whether people come in godless or uh, full of spirituality, uh, whoever they claim their God to be, uh, if they are desperate enough, they will try anything. I, I believe the the original 12-step program, especially uh, from the Dr. Bob's side, uh, would go something like this. When, when a fellow who had reached what seemed uh, to be absolute bottom was probably in a hospital ready to be committed to an institution, uh, would be asked a couple of questions, and one would be, have you tried everything to... Uh, to rid yourself of this demon, and uh, of course the answer would be yes, and, uh, and, and, and the second question would be, well, uh, will you go to any lengths uh, for freedom from it? And uh, if the answer was yes, uh, the uh, prompting would be, well, fine, get down here beside me and we're going to do some praying. Uh, and nobody cared who that fellow had prayed to before, if anyone or no one. Uh, anyway, this original way of running the program is is what we've tried to do in going back to basics in a lot of uh, in a lot of ways and uh, and for another reason too because uh, I think Steve will ver- verify this back in the beginning uh, the the uh, success rate was up in uh, 70 75 percent even at times uh, and documented recovery uh, you know unheard of today um, so what can I say? Uh, you know, it's 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 wonderful. I hope that answers some of your question. I want to stray a little bit there, boys. Right, both of you. I'm just going to say something. Steve said, spirituality is in effect life. Everything that's involved in his life, the life of others, and on that point, then everybody has a life. And therefore, there's at least a potential for spirituality, if not an actuality for it. And that way, there's the broad appeal that you've both been talking about, where it's good that people have um, a particular religion, but it isn't absolutely essential, at least not to start with. And that's the story of the success I think, that you're describing in binding people together. Now, it really isn't for me to make these comments, but that's just what I've drawn from what you're saying, because I think it's very important. Well, I think think it's important to to really clarify the difference between spirituality and uh, religion and uh, hyper-spirituality. My wife, who uh, was raised in the city, uh, last week, spent a week on a working cattle ranch, uh, working from 7 in the morning to 5 in the afternoon, herding cattle, uh, learning how to rope, uh, run a horse, uh, and she was out in the open plains, and she says it was the most spiritual experience of her life. And usually Got we it. think of spiritual experiences as getting on our knees and praying. Yeah, and, exactly. Now, Scott, I, I'm sorry I'm going God to have build to... build her up. Yeah. Steve, I'm going to have to stop you because of the tyranny of time, but your point is vital, what you just said. 
Now, let's take the break. We're going to come back. This is Dr. Gordon Everly and my guests are Scott Duncan and Steve Arterburn. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay, stay with us. We're coming back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want to help make our world a better place, but not sure where to start? Tune into Better Worldians Radio with the creators of the social game on Facebook called A Better World. Join hosts Ray, Mary Sue, and Gregory Hansel, who will inspire you to make a big difference in small ways. They'll speak to experts, authors, volunteers, and everyday people who are changing the world daily. Better Worldians Radio is heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to doc.com. G at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Scott Duncan and Steve Arterburn. Our topic is Life Recovery, the Bible and Spirituality. Now, both of you, let's talk about the things you both would like to do to enable life recovery through spirituality for more people. And also, please share your messages about life recovery through spirituality for family caregivers grieving for their family members. Now, Scott, first of all, to start with you, what more do you intend to do to enable life recovery through biblical, spiritual spiritual wisdom and the 12-step program you've been talking about? Scott? Well, firstly, through um, Internet radio, um, I'd like to really... Tell the 12-step story. Make 12-step sharing known uh, by doing live interviews, uh, parts of live meetings, exactly like we do in the uh, recovery rooms, uh, two, three, four people uh, discussing a topic. Uh, I'd like to uh, have some time spent on uh, uh, getting rid of the stigma around the word recovery. Uh, that that requires some work. Uh, um, I want to use the the gentle format of uh, of sharing deep hurts to uh, draw on others to share. Uh, 
I want that seen more visibly. Again, we can do a lot of this uh, over the radio. Um, using this Life Recovery Bible and devotional on a day-to-day basis and using it as the uh, focal point of our 12-step meetings, uh, we're, we're able to demonstrate the beyond comparison that uh, that the program works. Uh, the radio will bring the Sharing the Burden way of life, and interest will create new meetings. Um, we also have a prison ministry, um, which we will expand. The uh, prison ministry is actually changing people outside of prison from uh, by what we tell the people who are inside prisons coming to the meetings we do. Uh, right. We tell them now, Take this information home and uh, tell those people they have a chance to. We can work with them. Steve, what more do you intend to do to enable life recovery through the Bible and spirituality for more people facing serious challenges in their lives? Steve? Well, uh, we are um, contacting pastors all over America whenever one of their parishioners goes through one of our programs. We ask that parishioner to give us the name of their pastor and uh, the address and all. And um, we're, we don't use their name, but we, we call them and tell them that one of their parishioners has been through one of our programs, and we would like to come in and set up a support group uh, to help that person maintain uh, their sobriety, uh, and uh, so we're the the short answer is we're trying to establish more groups uh, across uh, the United States than than ever before, so that more people will have access uh, to life recovery. We're also raising uh, money to send more Bibles. We we always send whenever there's a request for a Bible in prison. Uh, we always uh, send uh, that Bible free of charge, and we're raising money so that we can send uh, even more Bibles. Right. Now, Scott, back to you. What's your message about life recovery through biblical spiritual wisdom and the 12 steps for family caregivers who are grieving for their family members? Scott? Well, I guess grieving, number one, needs support. Um, People who are involved in 12-step or have been for a number of years know how to communicate, how to communicate love, uh, you know, the great upholder. Uh, At my son's uh, funeral, due to the the myriad of 12-step supporters, uh, as I said earlier, I was able to stand up tall and uh, and talk about co-recovery and the phenomenal experience that the... uh, the biblical 12 steps allowed uh, between him and I during those 20 years, on and off, but they were they were everything. Uh, a member who lost a brother, uh, a brother who had decided to join our program, but died of his addiction before he got there, she came to our program to uh, find out that she could be comforted in her grief, and now she's one of our greatest proponents. She goes out and uh, tells her story, and uh, others come to our meetings, so it's... 12-step works for uh, any problem. Right. Now, again, Steve, same question. Your message about life recovery through spirituality and all the other things you've talked about for family caregivers grieving for their family members. Steve? Well, um, it is important that people grieve. It is um, 
important that they heal their future by adequately grieving today so that they don't have to experience the pain ongoing. And um, I believe that the first three steps of uh, life recovery of essentially, I can't handle this. This is too much pain. Uh, God can, and I'm going to let him. Uh, I think that that brings a peace and an understanding and a, uh, uh, an ability to be resilient through this time uh, that can be found no other place. Surrender and acceptance are two extremely powerful words that you find throughout the 12 steps, and I think any family member uh, would benefit from working the steps and, um, and really finding life at a deeper level than ever before. Just very quickly, because time's going to run out as on us. Scott, first of all, to family caregivers who, like you, are grieving a death, how do you, what do you say to them about the way in which recovery for them can take place? What's your quick message? Scott? Uh, I don't know if there's words that uh, grieving has to be done, as Steve says, regardless. Uh, but Support is everything. I mean, coming around a person and uh, and, and being there. Um, now, the identification is is uh, can be a problem where someone has just lost somebody, and unless there happens to be two or three others in the room who are in similar or recent circumstances, that identification process is somewhat difficult. But just just love it on them, praying with them, being there for them, and uh, doing everything physically possible that is. Uh, and need it, it goes a long way, and I think that that's about the best way to handle it. Steve, same question. Grieving after a death, what's your message for family caregivers? Well, I think um, that a lot of times we are looking for the right thing to say or to have the right answer for people, and we don't need to have any answer. We just need to be there for them and uh, be by their side and uh, I, I remember when I was grieving the loss of my father, uh, I just needed people to to be there. I didn't need any theological truth, or I didn't need any uh, trite saying of the day. And so I think, um, you know, reaching out to others is part of the recovery process, and it is uh, one way to really help uh, our fellow man to uh, get through what seems like at the time an impossible situation. Right, very clear. Now, we've come to the end of this powerful episode, and I want to say thank you to Scott and Steve for everything, your insights, your experience, and, and the, 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 the sense in which you've conveyed what it really all is about, and that is life and the changes in life and the adaptation in such a way that life is a matter of spirituality in the way you've defined it. Um, if I wish you all success in your work, and there's a little bit of an angle to this, it's, it's powerful work, and you, it, for humanity's sake, you should succeed. But there's also a medical question that I started off with, and that is to help with people with severe addictions and severe problems. What you're talking about is part of, or should be part of, or an adjunct to medical care. And I hope that 
with this episode, we can get some of that learning that you've shared with us, shared with my profession of the past. I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be family caregivers, hearing loss and family caregiving. Please join us. Same time, same spot on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being around.